Welcome to Design Diary, the podcast where you get to look inside my board game design notebook as well as what's going on inside my head. We look at a new word each day from the sense of mechanics, tone, theme, or inspiration for a full game. Today's word is exegesis. Exposition, explanation, especially an explanation or critical interpretation of a text. So today we're going to do something different, but at the end of the podcast, what I'm going to do is I'm going to run through my notebook um, just as normal, but at the end I have, I believe, four uh, guests from BoardGameGeek that have given their thoughts on the word. I have not read what their thoughts were because I didn't want it to influence mine. I wanted to kind of go in blind, but I did just check to see if there were responses. So what I did was I posted the word this morning. I knew I wasn't going to be able to record until tonight. Let everybody kind of pitch their ideas and concepts, and and um, I'm going to say them at the end. So hang tight. In about five minutes, we'll get to a, a couple different interpretations that are probably very different than what I have. So my initial thoughts on this was um, the interpretation of rules in a game uh, open to players' interpretation or manipulation if they can prove that it fits. So I'll get into what that means in a minute, but I wanted to say that this is not the same as we did validate the other day in episode 50. Validate, my thought, was that players were coming up with rules and things like that um, as the game progressed, but this one, I think it's more line, more along the lines of players are filling in an empty gap in the rules. So here's here's what I had to say about it. I thought of a way to write rules with holes in them, where players could fill in the gaps. On, on, on your turn, a player must move blank at least one space. So that's a little bit Mad Libs-ish, um, but it shows that, for example, the old law journals from many, many years ago were damaged or destroyed, and they were able to get everything back except for these few piece lines, these few key lines. Uh, and you need to use your tools or words or whatever you have in the game to fill in those gaps. Um, and maybe you even need to just plead your case and somebody does need to validate it to go back to episode 50. But, um, you know, a player must move blank at least one space. A player must move themselves. A player must move an opponent. A player must move some sort of marker or a, um, like a track. Uh, they must move a token. Players must move seats. You know, it, you could really kind of fill in that line with almost anything. And if you could change that, I think it would be neat if you could do something every turn, but you couldn't do what the last player did. Um, which sort of just, if there's a really good thing, every other player can't do that. So maybe there's a, a bidding for turn order of some sort, and you can you can do one, but you can't do one that anybody else did this round. So I might want to move myself. The next player might say that they're going to move an opponent. And then there's, you know, they can't do either of those. And they need to come up with something. Or maybe there's a pool of words that, that are able to be used. Um, and it's just pl- the way the players are interpreting, you know, that old text that they found. Or that old manuscript or whatever it was. And they're filling in those gaps. So I wrote for mechanics. Um... A single, and this is sort of also thematic, but a single player taking on the role of an interpreter for 
uh, the text, whatever the text might be, might be uh, between players. So let's say that two players cannot speak to each other for whatever reason, and player A has to whisper to me, and then I have to whisper to player B, or write it down, or however it is, I need to portray that information. I can show them, or whatever. Uh, almost like a pass-it-down-the-line concept, but uh, in a game where you give me information and I need to pass it to my right... Do I tell the person to the to my right the truth? Do I leave out some details, you know, to my advantage? Do I simply change it 100%? Uh, I can imagine it being interesting. And with anything, I think there needs to be some guidelines as to what you can do. But um, that's that's interesting game space and interesting. It's it's definitely social, and it doesn't have to be social. It could simply just be sharing, you know cards or data of some sort but um yeah so i thought that i thought that was interesting um i wrote players actual seating can matter here because um you know who's between who but also you know it can form a natural map of of people i guess it would have to be a larger game with more than just two or three people uh, themes. I wrote studying the roots of history or language and realizing we were all wrong, which is a, sort of a he- heavy subject, but a really neat one where, you know, you go back and you reinterpret, you know, the old history books or whatever it was and, and realize that, oh, maybe this wasn't true or maybe, you know, there was another word for this that's similar and it could change the course of everything thereafter. I can't even think of a great example off the top of my head, and I didn't write any down, but I, I just, I sort of ended it right there, heavy subject, but a good one. But, like, you know, and instead of the word witch, W-H-I-C-H, they use the word witch, W-I-T-C-H, or they intended to put that in there, and it changes everything. So, I, I don't know, just, that was just a thematic concept. And then... Let's check out what everyone else had to say. So I'm going to pull up uh, Board Game Geek, and I'm basically just going to read straight off of it. So I hope I, I hope I can get through it. So just hang on one second. Okay, I'm going to start uh, reading the uh, Board Game Geek uh, contributions by a couple of different designers. And this is cool because I haven't read them yet, so excuse any uh, stuttering that I might do. Um, okay, here we go. Uh, Adrian Pillai. Elf Boy uh, is the name on uh, BoardGameGeek. Taking the critical interpretation of a text definition, maybe. Concept. We have just made first contact with an extraterrestrial life form. A single word of symbols that could mean anything. It could be friendly or not. One player is the extraterrestrial life form making contact. Other players are each one of various nations in the UN Security Council, and they must collectively decide what the response will be. Over time, the ET player can communicate in secret and clue in individual nations about what they want to know in a trade for resources in exchange for non-aggression, in exchange for more benevolent or sinister items. The ET player has a secret mission. They win if the secret objective is achieved. They may promote peace or may seek war or other things. The humans collectively win if they can work together or decipher the message and come to a correct united response. There will be an individual winners or losers if they cannot measure up to the victory condition when it is revealed. All players' actions are hidden by player screens. Can you really take someone at their word? Next one is from, and this I'm going to mess up these names even more, 
Ifix, I-F-F-I-X, Y, Santaf. And the the actual board game geek name is Zendo Breckett. Uh, if you join us, it's in the design the design forums on Board Game Geek. We're posting these every day. So um, if, you, if you just search for design forums and design diaries, it's going to be there. Uh, too much information. Possibly escape room style with competitive elements to make it semi-replayable. I've, I've done this sort of thing before. Smiley. Uh, the notorious supervillain Motormouth has just captured you in his evil lair. His greatest flaw, in true supervillain style, he gives a super long world is mine speech that gives the heroes just the keys they need to win. Alright, next up is Jason Greeno, a name that I can pronounce because I know who he is. <laughs> um, but I, I'm starting to get to know all these other people too because it's, it's, I'm telling you, it's been every day. It's, it's been really great. So Jason says, The players take on the role of scavengers from the year 3218. I'm envisioning a set of oversized cards. Each card depicts a scene from a pre-apocalyptic world showing billboards, posters, and communications. The text is gibberish and must be interpreted by the players. The components would have lighthearted depictions of dystopian products and issues. And he gave an example, uh, <laughs> which is a Futurama picture. And I don't know if he wrote this text on there or if it actually is like a, a, a Futurama thing. Gorka Niffin Nuvello Poe. Each player writes down their best interpretation, funny or serious, and submits it to the judge, which rotates each round. The judge chooses the best, funniest, or most creative answer, uh, awarding that player points toward victory. And a quick note on Jason. Uh, I'm going to Granite Game Summit this weekend, and he's going to be there. We're going to meet for the first time, and he's going to be going to be a guest on a future roundtable podcast that I'm going to be recording there. Uh, it's a special one with four or five different designers. It's going to be really cool. All right, the last one is Caroline Berg, and Caroline's uh, board game geek name is Adularia Adularia twenty five. Uh, exegesis: Contextual connections. You and your fellow scholars have come have come upon a treasure trove of ancient documents, which have turned the academic world upside down with their possible ramifications. Form connections between established doctrines and the new discoveries, making sure you put your making sure to put your pet theory in the best possible light when discrediting the other scholars and their ludicrous theories. So that's really cool. All of those sort of touch on, I mean, they touch on the word, they touch on a little bit of what, what I was hitting at with simply interpretation of rules, but that's really just the definition. But all of these, and it's funny that interpretation is the, uh, <laughs> is the day that I decided to get four different people's interpretation of of this this term uh that was completely unintentional and just happened to fall in line but i might do this again um i don't know once a week or once every two weeks or just kind of as as it happens as it feels natural um bringing the the community in was was a lot of fun so i hope you liked it let me know and come join us it's been it's been cool all right we'll see you tomorrow thanks <laughs>